0: Hello, and welcome again to The Jobs Podcast. My name is Barry Vickers, and thank you again for downloading this episode. I'd like to remind you that this podcast website is at irishjobspond.wordpress.com and you can subscribe to it for free on iTunes and learn out loud. As ever, I welcome your comments or feedback and ideas for future episodes. And I'll say as well, if you're an industry expert who'd like to be interviewed or featured on the show, then do drop me an email at barry at barry.e or connect with me to LinkedIn. Now, today's episode is going to be about the various different interview types. I often get asked on tips for interview questions and that's not what this episode is about. There's a wealth of information out there and I'll perhaps do an episode about that another time. But for now, I'd like to talk to you about what I see as broadly the three main interview types that you'll be presented with. So as I see it, The majority of interviews are either technical, or they're competency-based, or they're presentation type And as a sub-topic of all three, and I'll talk about it as well, interviews can be either structured or unstructured. So let's begin by looking at technical interviews. So tip number one is, and it goes without saying, that the best preparation is to know your area inside out. First of all, refer to the job spec to understand what are the key technologies that are used in a job. I think it's unwise in one sense to ask in advance what to expect as the subtopic of the area. To a certain extent, it shows that you're lacking doing your own research and it can give an impression that you're unsure of the technical area. So only ask if you really feel you need to. And if you do ask, make sure that you explain that there's a good reason why you're asking. Make it clear. For example, if the job spec is fuzzy. Second tip don't make the mistake of assuming that you know what the questions will be. One of the most common things I hear after a technical interview is that an interviewer feels that the candidate did not know the book theory or best practice or the basics of the technical area, and in feedback then the interviewee who will have been declined because of this, but they'll maybe say that the questions they were asked were very basic and they were blindsided by this because they're expecting much more difficult questions or that they operate at a, a much higher level. So uh, to illustrate this with an example, what I mean is, for example, if you're a programmer, a lot of programmers will start a new project by recycling code elements from their previous projects. In this scenario, an interviewer might zone in on these normally recycled elements. And if the interviewee cannot speak fluently about them, then the interviewer will draw the wrong conclusion or perhaps the right one that you haven't done your homework. Um, so, you know, bone up on the basics and the book theory of your area. Also... Have a look at what you said in your CV that you submitted. You'll need to be able to back it up. Anything that you said you have knowledge of, you can expect questions on. Doesn't mean that they will definitely ask you about it, but it's a possibility. Once it's mentioned on your CV, it's a possibility. Don't panic though. If it's clear from your CV that it was a long time ago since you used the skill, a little haziness is okay, but you should be able to convince on anything recent or anything relevant. So again, For example, if you're going for a job where you know a secondary skill is one that you have used, but it was a long time ago, it would be wise to revise on that secondary skill. Interviewers that I know are unconvinced by interviewers who have this knowledge in advance, but do not prepare and argue that they could come up to speed very quickly on it again. If that were the case, why not do so in advance of the interview? Now, this is a big one for me on technical interviewers. It's not acceptable to either say simply no or I don't know in technical interview. This gives the interviewer or panel the impression that you'll just quit first time you encounter something difficult or new. What you've been presented with here is an opportunity to showcase your problem solving and troubleshooting innovation skills. You can say no or I don't know or I've never encountered this before, but would you like me to have a guess at how I would tackle it or similar? Feel free to jump in and try the first couple of times with your best guess solution, but be careful not to overdo it without checking with the interviewer if it's okay to proceed. Also, pay attention to highlight your analysis of the risk of trying the unknown in your answer. Don't forget there are other solutions too. It, it might not just fall to you. You, you. Other solutions might be asking your network of colleagues, researching knowledge-based knowledge articles, and your analysis before jumping at the problem straight away is will be important. Even the best technician hasn't seen everything but they all do try to understand the problem before going at it headlong. So don't forget, analyze the issue, and don't assume that you have the burden of solving it yourself. Definitely do not say just no, or I don't know. Now, let's talk about non-technical interviews. The principal type for my money has many names, but I'm going to refer to it as competency interview, second type of interview i first encountered these in my microsoft days and we had a specialized toolkit for organizational development and talent acquisition that was de- developed by i think it was mit now i recognizing that this was created by a host of clever minds i've adopted it and i've used it kind of as my own since occasionally refining it to my own needs for example i reined in some of the questions uh, to give you an example of one of some of the questions uh one example is a per- particularly horrendously long question about problem-solving that goes something like this and I'm going to take a deep breath before I say this Please tell me about a time you solved a problem. What was the issue and the outcome? Who did you involve and what would you do differently if you had it again? (sighs) Exhale, okay, very long. I'm sure you'll agree. This is overly verbose. However, the theory behind competency questions is generally acknowledged, as, uh, generally acknowledged as sound and they're widely used in all industries. So you would do well to watch and prepare for them. Key signs for a competency or aptitude type interview is, if you see the words competency or aptitudes in a job spec followed by a list of soft skills. If so, expect and prepare for scenario-based questions. So these would be of the kind of above the really long question I asked you but maybe shorter which when you reduce them down to their basic elements translate to tell me about your skills in x or tell me about a time you've applied your skills in x in which case all you have to do is have a story ready where you demonstrated that skill massively important when answering these questions is to use the first person I rather than we as it's a peculiarity of the competency system that an interviewer cannot score you well unless you speak about your own personal achievement rather than that of your team or your group or your company as a whole this can take sometimes a lot of concentration it can grate against natural speech rhythms to say i it's natural certainly for me i'm irish it's a natural speech rhythm for me to use we a lot and i see it a lot in in interviews particularly with irish candidates where they will say we as opposed to i when they really mean i and i do have to ask them what's your individual contribution here to what you're speaking about and then they correct themselves my favorite question in competency scenario has always been what do you see as the biggest challenge for you in this role if you are hired so I'd be interested to know what other people's are out there please drop me a line you have the email address it's barry at barry.ae also just to say to you about competency interviews it does happen and In my opinion, it's a week or interviewer or toolkit that will try and make these competency questions temporarily or role specific. In other words, limited by time or limited by specific roles. So what I mean is they'll introduce in your last role, tell me by the time you solve problems or um, when did you display leadership? The thing about this is it limits the interviewee to a narrow subset of their experience spectrum. So, for example, maybe your last role didn't have any leadership responsibility or you weren't there long enough to get your teeth into an on-point role, but you have massive experience prior to this. You can see where I'm going here. So, as an aside to interviewers or toolkit providers, please don't do this. Anyway, if you are presented with this scenario, ask in this order. First of all. Say, because it's a more stronger case study, secondly, would it be acceptable to speak about another time or place? This should get you out of hot water and into safe ground. And even if it doesn't, it will buy you time. There is a middle type of question which you can encounter too. These are the how many windows in Manhattan type questions that Google reputedly used a while uh, but then abandoned i've always personally lampooned these even google now have not acknowledged that these are a waste of time and i would agree but anyway if you presented one of these my best advice is to just approach it as a kind of maybe technical question and try and solve it with your sphere of excellence so for example if you're a researcher and you're asked about the manhattan question explain how you would research the problem if you're a Java programmer, maybe explain a simple or complex program that you would write to solve the, the, the problem. Failing that, maybe rephrase it in your mind as, how do you solve problems? and Take it from there and then draw an analogy to and from the specific problem outlined to other problems you've encountered or and most importantly encountered and solved. Now, that's the second type of, of interview type. The last kind of interview type I wanna talk about is one where you're asked to present. There's a whole plethora of advice to give here, so I'm just gonna cover off a few FAQs that I've seen. First of all, approach it as if you would if you were in an auditorium filled room of strangers. Be prepared, have your material ready and backed up. If it's electronic, perhaps mail a copy to yourself and to the audience so that there are spares. Make sure your equipment is functioning and ready to go. If it takes a while to set up, have some small talk prepared to avoid awkward silences. Introduce yourself and perhaps thank the interviewers for their time and the opportunity. Don't do overdo this though. I know know what the cultural norms are for the for the location of the interview. So in some cultures, speaking about the honor of presenting to the esteemed audiences and so on might be expected, and in other cultures it can be seen as overdoing it, and you might be marked down. If you decide if you decide to present from your feet, Make sure you don't sway too much. Move around by all means, but don't stand in the one spot and sway. From my legal training, a good point was to put your feet at 90 degrees to each other. This stops you swinging back and forth. If you're presenting, make sure that you address the problem or the topic posed if there's one supplied. This sounds basic, but it is maybe important to stay on message. At the beginning, outline your agenda and check if this is correct. And do be prepared for the eventuality that it might be not correct and you have to improvise. Stick religiously to a time limit if there's one supplied, but do allow 20% of the allotted time for questions. Strike the balance between your knowledge of the theory and applying that theory. It should be obvious from the, the topic post, but if in doubt cover both. An overly theoretical it doesn't really explain why they should hire you it just explains the good theory of perhaps project management or whatever your specialist area is if time is short just deal with it don't say oh i would have done better if i had had more time because they probably have the same amount of time for all interviewers if time is short mention that you're taking a high level approach because you want to stick to the time but you can go deeper if desired don't mention time in a negative way you have the same time as in other candidates. An opening like this sounds like you're going to use time limitation as an excuse to present poorly. Engage your audience as you would students in a class as well. Make eye contact if you can, particularly if they are doing so with you. As with all interviews, make sure that your point is getting across by asking at appropriate intervals. Do you understand me? Does that make sense? Would you agree with that? Facts and figures are very powerful in terms of your achievements. I, you know, I managed this size budget, I delivered this number of units, those kinds of things. Use images sparingly, but to their full advantage. Remember, one picture can tell a thousand words. Slow down and speed up accordingly from cues from your audience. If they look like they're straining in the face, maybe slow it down and make sure they understand. If they look like they're maybe dozing off, maybe speed things up a little bit. Or maybe ask your audience questions like... How many times have you done that or have you seen this scenario before so that it kind of gets them engaged? If you're being probed deeply on an area, perhaps offer to visualise it by drawing it if you can. Lastly, announce at the end that it is the end so that they know and offer to answer any questions. If none are forthcoming, don't let silence hang for too long. Move on to the thanks again and then, you know, don't forget the good old elevator pitch we spoke about in the previous episodes. And then... As well as that, highlight anything pertinent that's come up through the presentation in your elevator pitch, too. So, lots there. So, those are the three main interview types. Lastly, I just want to say a little bit about structured versus unstructured interviews. This isn't complicated. It just means that the interview is or isn't working to a plan rather than improvising. Now, there are many reasons for the structured type. An employer may be in an industry that's very heavy, heavily regulated, for example, and, or there may be a large number of internal applicants and therefore a need for extra transparency. Or they may even be there simply because they're inexperienced interviewers conducting the interviewer. They have their advantages. On the downside, they are influid, they are constraining, but they do have their uses. The key to a structured interviewer, if you spot that there's a structured interview, is to make careful use of the time. Confirm with the interviewer the length and depth of your early answers to make sure that the structure will flow to a time they desire. Stick very much to the question asked. They may not be able to give you extra credit for anything outside that. Don't stray off point, be succinct and check back if you've addressed the question posed with your answer. I'll re-emphasize the I point though. As humans, with the natural inclination, I think, to go to a we, you must separate what you have done from what your team or organisation have done. After all, it's not them in the room, it's you. So I hope that helps with structured interviews. Unstructured interviews, they're the opposite. They're more free flowing and you don't have to take those considerations so much into account. The last thing I'll say is, if you're interviewing anytime soon with Ericsson LMI, I did poll our recruiters for their most commonly asked questions and with their permission, I posted it earlier this year. There are 11 of them. Check them out at www.barry.ie. It's, it's also at the bottom of my signature if you have an email from me. OK, so that's it for today. I hope you found this episode useful and interesting and engaging. Next week, I hope to have a very good friend and legal expert, Claire Michelle Smith, uh, speaking about the advantages of working in Ireland in relation to the legal protection for, for workers and particularly with relation to transparency and equity of the interview and selection and screening process. Until then if you have any comments or tricks or tips around interview types that you'd like to share please drop me a line at barry at or comment on the site which again is irishjobspod.wordpress.com again the podcast is part of a series that are available for free to download at that address or at itunes or learn out loud so for now it just remains for me to say thank you very much for listening as ever good luck with your job search and take care